welcome to the Golfing Mind. This is the uh, 55th podcast, the wonderful podcast. Well, I think it's wonderful, uh, which looks at the game of golf in general, but the mental game of golf in particular. I have written three books on the mental game of golf, partly because I find it a fascinating subject and partly because it seems to be the one area of golf that most people acknowledge as being important but uh, comfortably spend the least amount of time A, investigating or B, trying to get better at. I uh, looked at hundreds of golfers over the years, read their biographies, autobiographies, interviewed some of them, and uh, it was amazing how much emphasis they put on the mental game. And yet the mental game is something it's just assumed you'll get the hang of or you won't get the hang of. And it's not something I think you are born with. I don't think you're born mentally tough. You may be born with a predisposition to becoming mentally strong. And in my personal experience, so don't start writing to me to disagree um, aggressively, by all means I disagree, but in my imagination, some of the, the best golfers under pressure are people that lack, I call, a lack imagination. And I have often said that if I was to try and look at the professions um, in the world of work, uh, accountants and engineers, in my experience, seem to be on average better players than those of us, myself included, who are very right brain, very imaginative. They, uh, they look at a process and they visualize success. And today, what I wanted to talk about was dealing with disaster. Because we all have had moments and will have moments in a golf uh, match when we are cruising along, playing well, and suddenly out of nowhere, we lose a hole, we miss a short putt, um, we hit it out of bounds, we don't get out of the bunker, we had a dreaded shank. Well, I shouldn't say that, but it, it happens. And suddenly we go from cruising to into a tailspin and we, we can't recover it. And we lose the match, we lose the competition. We And it's, you know, it feels like a disaster. It almost feels like a death. You know, I always say it's death of the ego. And it has been, again, from my personal research, and um, over the last 20, 30 years, is it's um, how we deal with it that's a better measure of our mental state than uh, the fact it happened. Because irrespective of who you are, I, I mean, every golfer who's ever swung a golf club uh, will have, I have no doubt, uh, experienced disaster. And I was thinking about this the other day, and. I don't know how many golf shots I've hit in my lifetime, you know. So let's just, for the sake of this discussion, say it's, oh, I don't know, half a million. It's probably not that many, but I think uh, it'll just serve the purpose of this example. If I hit half a million shots and then up in the heavens or the NASA computers, they analysed every shot I ever hit in the half million and gave them a ranking of one from the best I ever played to number 500,000, which would be the worst I ever played, I'm sure that some of the worst shots I ever played were in competition. Not on the practice ground, not when I was out playing by myself. 
whilst many of the best shots I've played were probably played not in competition. I'm sure somewhere, but they were probably played when there was less pressure on me. So what I wanted to do today is to look at this aspect of golf, which is <clears throat> how do we deal with it? You know, it's very easy to say, take a deep breath, slow down, relax, but you are fizzing angry or you're upset, deeply upset. Your heart rates get up, your breathings get fast. You are angry. You see what professional golfers do. They throw clubs, they snap clubs. Amateur players throw clubs, snap clubs. And there was a photograph of um, is it Rory McIlroy having ripped his shirt, having in the final holes of the final round when he was looking like winning, um, double bogeyed or hit, yeah, he put one in the water and all sorts of things. So angry. So I'd like to look at it in terms of game, ego and recovery. So the game, the ego and the recovery. So first of all, let's get things in context. Unless we are making our living by playing competitive golf, then for us, golf is a game. It's a game. Now we play games for fun. We don't play them to upset ourselves or distress ourselves, but it's because we have an ego that we get upset when things don't go our way because the ego is a sense of who we are. We identify with being this person, whoever that personality is, that's how you see yourself. And most people see themselves as better golfers than they probably actually are. Now that sounds quite a controversial thing to say, but it is interesting that most of us get upset when a shot doesn't come off, even though the shot is an possibly or probably beyond our pay grade or level of experience. I've seen people try to take a sort of a five wood out of a slightly high lipped bunker and then stay in the bunker or hit the face of the bunker and look at me with a sort of Jack Benny face as though to say, can you believe that? And Sadly, I can very easily, but I wouldn't say that. So we need to remember why we're playing golf. Now, when we play any game, be it snakes and ladders, checkers, chess, whatever, we want to win. It's just part of the human psyche. Wanting to win is not a bad thing. In fact, it's commendable. We don't want to lose. We, want, we don't want to compete, we want to win, but we also have to recognize that, that we may lose. And if you can't bear the idea of losing, I think golf may not be the game for you because I have always felt that to be a gracious winner and a gracious loser is the highest compliment I can pay someone. And I know a number of people who win, lose or draw they are excellent company. I know other people win, they're good company. Lose, they're bad. You can, I can walk into the clubhouse of one or two courses I used to play at regularly and I could tell if someone had won or lost without a word being spoken. They were the body language, they were despondent. So the first thing about how we deal with disasters, remind ourselves this is a game. It's not life or death. Our health isn't at risk. It's just a game. The second thing I talked about was ego. You know, 
If we take ourselves very seriously, then we're going to have fragile egos and anything which damages that ego is going to be something we want to avoid at all costs. And when we can have a disaster, I said earlier, it can feel almost like a death. I mean, we almost grieve. We, and I don't let me give you the impression that I am significantly different from the average person. I can still recall um, one or two absolute disastrous shots I hit on the 18th hole in major, not major, obviously major for me, um, uh, matches where it came down to the last hole and I had a shot to the green and I hit a shank, I hit it fat, I thinned it, uh, I've not got out the bunker, I've missed from 18 inches to tie a match. You know, I've experienced it and yes, it's an upset, but what I learned was you turn around, you put your hand out, you shake, congratulate the winner and you forget it. You just let it go. You know, you don't beat yourself up for hitting it, missing a shot. If you miss a shot, it means one thing, it was missable. If you hit a poor shot, it means in that situation, you didn't execute it for whatever reason. Now you can punish yourself forever or you can let it go. My advice is don't feed your ego. Better still, be kind to yourself. And the final thing is recovery. How do we recover from a disaster? Well, there's two schools of thought. The school of thought that a lot of players have is you replay it in your mind and try and figure out what went wrong. That's one school of thought. But it's not my school of thought. My school of thought is to just forget it. Don't analyze why it happened because chances are you choked or you got too fast, you got off balance, you tried too hard, you had too many swing thought. It doesn't matter why it happened. The key to it is that you don't identify with it and that's the key to recovery. Going back to this, I often talk about this, Hagen Hogan, you know, Ben Hogan said he expected to hit six or seven perfect shots around. The rest were, eh, you know, they'll do. Hagen expected to hit six or seven bad shots around. So when he hit them, he just went, eh, well, everyone hit six or seven bad shots around. And that's a good way to look at it. So to recover from it isn't to relive it. It isn't to overanalyze it. And it isn't to beat yourself up. It's just to go, eh, you know, that's a pity. Put it behind you and let it go. And I can tell, I remember I was playing in a, in a match once and I was in a bunker and I didn't get out of the bunker. It wasn't a difficult bunker shot, but I, you know, I got a bit flippy on it, didn't follow through. And I remember uh, where I was in Florida, there was a practice bunker, a great at the Concession Golf Club. It's a wonderful place in Bradenton. If you ever get the chance to play it, I thoroughly recommend it. And I went into this bunker and there was a professional there who came across and he very kindly gave me a wonderful bunker lesson. And I was in that bunker every day. And I'm not joking, every day I'd hit upwards of 100 balls from different bunkers, high floaty shots, ones that could even get a bit of check on them. I, let, I plugged lies. And I decided I was going to be the bunker king. And I did this I, an hour a day for about three or four weeks. And I flew back to Scotland. I was invited to play golf um, in Muirfield with a friend of mine. And in the first hole, I tee off. He hits the second shot, this alternate shot. And he goes in the bunker. And I'm thinking, wait until they see this. Because I was feeling good. Now, this is the first hole. And I get into the bunker. I had a caddy. And uh, 
He said, land it here, it will release and run down. I stepped in there with so much confidence and I bladed it into the face. <laughs> I mean, what does that tell you? I was, tr was I trying too hard? And I remember thinking all that practice for nothing, but it wasn't the case. It was a case of, it was confidence. In the practice bunker, it was easy. In a match, I suddenly got a little tight. And that's when I, it was after those incidents that I spent a lot of time understanding the importance of being in the moment. I've always known it, but I learned to do it. So there you go. Some thoughts on uh, dealing with disaster. Um, as I always say at the end of my podcast, if you're serious about your golf and you'd like to learn to uh, take advantage of utilizing your mind and uh, becoming a bit of a master of the mental game, I have a 13-week online, pro online program. There's a link in the uh, podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast from. It's at seagergolf.com. And it's a 13-week program with downloads, guided meditations, exercises, and uh, a lot of input from me. If you're wanting to work one-to-one, -one, then get in contact with me through Seager Golf. Um, the price in next year is going up um, significantly because there's uh, the content has been changed. And it's uh, I've been told it's been sold possibly at too low a price point, which might be right, it might not. I don't know, but I hope you will sign up sooner than later, or sign up later, it's, uh, it's completely up to yourself. And before I keep rambling any further, I'll just wish you all the best for the week ahead. Enjoy your golf wherever you are, and if you can't play golf due to the weather, practice your putting. It will always play dividends. Take care and have a wonderful week.